morning, good afternoon, guys. We're back for another Geek Tavern. As always, it's me, Sean, and I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And Aaron. Good to be back. And we're filming in the middle of a torrential downpour, so please excuse any thunderbolts and lightning in the background. Or the power going out. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> we're keeping it in. <laughs> this week, uh, we had a recommendation from Aaron, a double feature. So take us away. I don't think we have anything else to talk about unless Not really. you guys do, but... Yeah, I guess. How was uh, Disney? <laughs> Disney was great. It was pretty great. It was pretty great. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So my picks were two two of my favorite movies. One probably in my top ten. The other one just a nice little spinoff. Uh, Harrison Ford's The Fugitive from nineteen ninety three or four. I think it was four ninety four. It's pretty early. Um, and then nineteen ninety eight's U.S. Marshals. Uh, both. <clears throat> co-star Tommy Lee Jones as the character uh, well the second one just Sam completely Gerard. stars him yes yeah. I would say that it stars Tommy Lee Jones too he's just yeah, the I opposite don't, yeah. he's like the opposite I never viewed it as like co-star co- like, like like under yeah. build <laughs> uh, I don't know when you have Harrison Ford in a movie even if you have Tommy Lee Jones as <laughs> so as a kid I knew Tommy Lee Jones from Men in Black yeah I really didn't know Harrison Ford that well. I've seen Star Wars at that point, but I I, I had yeah, seen I I'd seen Star Wars and Indiana Jones, so like Harrison Ford was like a big part of my yeah. childhood. So any movie with him, I was yeah, like he trying just, to watch. I don't know what it was. Like he didn't stick out as much. Like I knew that it was him, but I, I just like Tommy Lee Jones. No, who doesn't like Tommy Lee so. Jones? Tommy Lee Jones is very good at playing authoritative characters. Mm-hmm. A guy with a gun and a badge. He's that guy. You want you want a good a good uh, cop like character. That's your guy to go to. Yeah, he, I think he's excellent in the Fugitive. Oh yeah, a little less so in U.S. Marshals, but what? I mean, working opposite of Harrison Ford, he gets more to do. You didn't like, like gets... Chicken Suit Gerard? No, I did love it. But that was great. <laughs> uh, just being able to play opposite of Harrison Ford gives him more to do rather than. Robert Downey Jr. at the time, who less so, but yeah. we'll get into those yes, later. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll push into that that whole uh, can of worms. But um, so the fugitive, the basic story of the fugitive is Doctor Richard Kimball is framed for his wife's murder, and his whole story is he has to figure out who set him up, why he was set up, and prove his innocence. Well breaking out of uh well he didn't really break out that wasn't it was a, yeah. it was a whole big accident <laughs> that he ended up he ended up uh being able to escape yeah um yeah so what did you guys think of the fugitive so am i the only one that is it because i know the outcome of the movie like they jumped to that conclusion that he killed her very, very quickly. quickly yeah yeah which i guess it makes sense with her 911 call. Like, I don't know why she said Richard. Yeah, they never explained that. Yeah. I, I think, like, at that point, because she was in shock. Right. So I think she was just kind of calling out to him, and they missed. So, like, that, that should have been taken in, into consideration. consideration yeah. And I just thought that they went to that way too quickly. I mean, yeah. the evidence was there. It like, was. His, obviously. I mean, he lives there. His fingerprints are all over the place. And like they said... No forced entry. Yeah. His skin follicles are underneath his her nails because she scratched him whenever 
he moved her out of the way or whatever. But yeah, I mean, yeah, from an evidence perspective, you it makes sense. Yeah, but, but I I just feel like there's there's more to dig into. Like if somebody's telling you there's a man in my house, I understand that the no yeah. force entry thing is a yeah. You big red you, flag. you also wouldn't say that if your husband's attacking you. You would say. My husband's trying to kill me, yeah. not there's yeah. a man in the house. Yeah. And also, the other thing that you have to consider, too, is she made the 911 call after she was bludgeoned in the back of the head no, with I like know. a bowling yeah. ball or whatever <laughs> it was that he grabbed, but I forgot what it was. But it was something very blunt that he just stuck her in the back yeah, of the I head. Yeah, I forget what it was, too, actually. With like a, uh, what is it called? I can't remember. Crocodile? <clears throat> Crochet? Oh, like a bocce ball. Yeah, bocce ball, of, kind of like yeah. that. Um, yeah, I think that's what it was. But, uh... Yeah, like, they jump to that conclusion, and they're just like, if only Sykes' arm had come all the way out of his sleeve, and he just left, like, part of his arm, yeah. in, like, there, they'd be like, oh, well, obviously, someone else. Right. But then we wouldn't have the movie. Yeah. Because then they'd have been like, oh, it was No, I know it has to set up Sykes. the movie. I just, I was, I don't know. Yeah, I, they just point the finger at him real quick, and they're yeah. just like, hey, uh, like he's, you killed your wife. Yeah, and he's, he's like, trying to tell them, like, what happened. It, it's just it, to show how, like, useless the Chicago PD is, too. Because <laughs> the U.S. Marshals, whenever, like, they're brought in solely to recapture him mm-hmm. as a fugitive. But whenever, like, they confront each other the first time, and it's like, well, let's dive into this a little bit. Let's investigate his case. And they're like, oh, why did he kill his wife? And they're like, for the money. He's like, he's a vascular surgeon. He doesn't yeah. need the money. The the like, for? they're like, this motive makes fucking no sense. Right, yeah. And, then, well, and like, also, they prove their incompetence time and time again. And it's hilarious because they're just, like, they're the two most, like, rum-dumb-looking... <laughs> cops that you could imagine and they're just like eh, he did it eh, yeah. we, we got this and they're just like no you don't like he's, they're, they're, he's textbook criminal or something they, yeah. they are caricatures of cops if i've ever seen them yeah like and they're just outlandishly stupid and they're just like case closed and they're like no it's not <laughs> yeah so uh this is the first time i've ever watched this movie in full oh i've only ever watched pieces of, of the it, movie yeah. Um, the standouts to me before I had watched it in its entirety were the, uh, train sequence where they escape hmm. and the scene where he jumps off the spillway. Oh, Those yeah. are the only parts in, that really stood out to me in my mind. But, uh, yeah, this is awesome. It's a great <laughs> movie. Yeah, it's a great uh, movie. Yeah. I really love the cat and mouse between, um, Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford. I think that's what elevates this movie over... The sec the sequel because oh, yeah. yeah. you have two powerhouses taking the screen, yeah. like and they're giving it their all. Yeah, the that's that's time. definitely what is lacking in the second one. Yeah, as a kid, for some reason, the second one was my favorite. It's more action heavy, and I that might be why. Yeah, because I as I was watching both of them this time, uh, several times, I, I've watched these like three or four times in the oh. last <laughs> couple weeks, <laughs> but um, like. I kept thinking to myself, like, why was this one my favorite? Because, like, clearly The Fugitive oh, yeah. now <laughs> the, is my yeah. favorite. The Fugitive is, like, <laughs> it's not a slow burn, but there's more drama to it. There's more yeah, there's, there's more pieces of the puzzle that you figure out along the way. Whereas U.S. Marshals is just, like, bang, 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 guy on roof, bang, bang, bang. You know, it's yeah. just constant action heavy. It keeps you entertained, yeah. but it's not as... Even the intro music... 
to the second one oh, yeah. is like, oh, we have we have this good uh, cast or whatever. Yeah, here's or, this extremely triumphant music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's almost a cash grab for yeah. lack of oh, a better term. Definitely, like they realize the success of the Fugitive, and yeah. they're like, well, we gotta make a sequel, right? Yeah. Which that's is, what, that's what I think. Uh, so I don't really care for the action at all in the Fugitive. Like the only yeah. parts of the the action parts, I guess you would say, is the breakout sequence whenever they're escaping the first time, and maybe this, the fight on the train between him and Sykes. Yeah, yeah, that one's okay. And then the scene where they go and capture uh, what's his name, Bog, the black guy that escaped with them. But, um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That like that name. scene and the escape scene are like the only two action scenes that I really even gave a shit about. Mm-hmm. The final climax of this, like whenever they fell into the elevator, was kind of cool. But just like them fighting on the roof was so fucking lame. Yeah, it's not uh, the best. Oh, there. That reminds me. There's one part of that fight that I kind of like. I don't laugh at it, but it's kind of like, it's odd because I can't tell if it's Harrison Ford ADR'd or not. It's when he, like, he punches uh, Nichols in the face, and then he pulls him back up and he says, why, Helen? But it doesn't, like, <laughs> it doesn't sound like he said it right there, because there's, like, just, like wind blowing yeah. and everything. There's a couple of instances of pretty noticeable ADR in that yeah. sequence. And, and, and when he says, why, Helen, he doesn't even wait for him to say anything. He just punches him again and <laughs> yeah. just throws him down the stairs. <laughs> I did notice that. Oh, and we get a couple of Harrison Ford's trademark jump over the camera at somebody. <laughs> you know, because he does that, oh, he like does, every yeah, he does that on the yeah. train uh, whenever he fights yeah. Sykes. Why, why does he do that? Like, he doesn't even get a running start. Somehow he just, like, acrobatically leaps at somebody. Like, if you see Harrison Ford, you should run. Because he's about to tackle you like a lion attacking a gazelle. <laughs> he doesn't even get a, a start. He just... like, yeah. And he does that in multiple movies, I've noticed. Like, he does it in Air Force One. He does it in The Fugitive. He does it... I'm pretty sure he does it in countless Indiana Jones. Like Certainly. But, like, that's just his trademark. And they always have it from the same angle. It's always down here mm-hmm. to watch, like, the underbelly of Harrison Ford tackle whoever is in front of him. And I'm like, why is that a thing? And then he also does his point. And it's, it's clearly, always it's clearly Harrison Ford saying we should do the <laughs> shot because... Obviously, they're different directors for all yeah. those movies. Does he just meme it? Like, does he meme himself? And like, when they drop the contract, he's like, "I want one underbelly tackling scene." Yeah, he didn't even like, tackle okay. Sykes. He just wrestled the gun out of his hand. Yeah, but he leaped at him. Like that's that's my whole point. Is like he always. Leaps. I feel like I do remember him like almost like spearing him. Like yeah, no, he like he he leaps yeah. and it's, but he. he <laughs> I don't know if it's just a thing that's in his contract or what. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's always laughable. Someone should make a supercut with all of his leaping. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it already exists. All of his, <laughs> oh, probably. All of his leaps and points. Yeah. Because that's just, like, two of his Does trademarks. point in this movie? Uh-huh. Yeah, because he says, you find this man, oh. and he's, like, doing you know, yeah, his, his yeah. trademark point. Yeah. Uh, I like, uh, the mystery in this movie is great. Just, mm. like, oh, and it shows, like, Whenever they uh, the U.S. Marshals go to Nichols and it's like, well, he's smarter than you guys, and he's like, oh, as smart as you, and he's like, oh, smarter than me, and I mean that's proven at the end whenever he uncovers the whole yeah. drug thing, but uh, it 
there's elements of it that show that he's still a good person. Like, he saves that little kid whenever yeah. he is, like, uh, breaks into that hospital mm-hmm. to find the prosthesis. No, I never, I never took Kimball as the villain. No, at no, all. definitely not. He was literally just trying to prove his innocence and survive. Mm-hmm. Like, because <clears throat> he, he knew that that's what he had to do. Yeah. And, uh, I know. Uh, as a comparison to U.S. Marshals, that what that's what makes Kimball a better. Uh, I I don't know if you want to say anti-hero, but over uh, Wesley Snipes in the second movie because yeah. we get the scenes in the beginning of the movie with him and his wife. Whenever it's like, oh, they're tender with each other, you know, they're they're like he's a good guy, mm-hmm. and then you get the scenes where he like saves that kid and he does a bunch of other stuff. Well, he refuses to kill Tommy Lee Jones, obviously, mm-hmm. but. With uh, Wesley Snipes in the beginning of U.S. Marshals, it's just like he is in a car accident and then he's arrested immediately after he goes to the hospital. Like, that's basically, like, he has his girlfriend, but you don't really get, like, a, oh, you know, well, they're plus, in love or whatever. And plus he works for the government anyway, yeah. so you're just kind of like, eh. Uh, yeah. Fuck you, you work for the government. <laughs> like, like, why didn't he lead with that? I, I don't remember. Well, he was on the run because they were trying to kill him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, you're already, like, I feel like at that point, like, you're, you don't sympathize as much with his character. Oh, another, another instance is whenever uh, he rescues the, um, the, uh, corrections officer from oh, the yeah, bus yeah. whenever when it's about when it, to yeah, be hit he, by the he, train uh, the guy gives him his keys and he gets unshackled and he's like help me with this man and he's like screw you and he leaves yeah he's like oh well he actually took the time to save him yeah because the train was coming to hit the yeah bus. which is a miracle that he survived after being let out of the bus because and he harrison, jumps off the top of the bus too yeah harrison ford runs for like what 200 yards before yeah. like diving and like, he almost died. It's a shocking that that corrections officer yeah. didn't just get absolutely crushed whenever the train derailed. Unless it rolled down the hill or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, Tommy Lee Jones' Both entrance... Both these movies have major disasters. That's what I, was, I think. Those sure. are, like, the two best scenes of the movie, yeah. in my opinion. No, yeah, the, tra- the train sequence... And the airplane and the sequence. the airplane sequence now, let me, are great. I know we're not quite to the second movie... But I, th- I think we're just going to probably talk about yeah. both of them in, together. But I think the disaster in the, in U.S. Marshals is better, the, the plane. Like, oh, yeah. It's much more suspenseful. I, yeah. I, yeah. I do like it great. more. And the fact that they are on the plane. Like, it was just the bus that they were on. The yeah. train just ended up coming and hitting it and then yeah. derailing. But they were on the plane that had to make an emergency landing on a highway... And, just and then slid just off the slid, highway. Into, the, <laughs> slid yeah. into the water. Yeah, that was great when the, the plane's filling with water and Tommy Lee Jones is just saving everybody. Yeah. And they're like, forget them! And he's like, <laughs> like they're prisoners being transported, but they still don't deserve to die. Yeah. Uh, I well, love, some of them might. Oh, yeah. I love uh, Tommy Lee Jones' entrance in The Fugitive whenever they're like, oh, he's talking to the sheriff and the corrections officer's like, Oh, I, I managed to pull him from the wreckage, and I saved them. And then the rest of them are dead. And uh, he sent his crew to, like, scavenge around. And he's like, here, boss. He's like, oh, look at that. And he just drops all of the uh, un- undone handcuffs. He's <laughs> yeah. like, ah, oh, you know, I always find it funny when we see foot irons with no feet in them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, what do you think that's all about? 
and where, the sheriff where the starts, keys at? <laughs> yeah, the sheriff starts freaking out. He's like, what? You told me that they were dead two seconds ago. Now maybe they escaped? <laughs> oh, yeah, and then he's like, well, maybe some of them did. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe some of them got away. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that, that's one of my uh, favorite. Like, that, it, that actor shows up. In yeah, he's, a, he's in a lot of stuff. He's yeah. in Mighty Joe Young, too. Which, okay. if you remember, was my other possible <laughs> alternative. Which is he's funny. the connection. It's funny. <laughs> because, yeah, that guy. That guy's in it. He's in a lot of stuff. Like, I forget yeah. his name, but he's... He's in Office Space, too. Yeah, yeah, he's in a ton. Of, I could name, like, five movies off the top of my head. See, I can't name the movies, but I know I've seen them in ton, a ton of things. Wasn't he in the Santa Claus 2? Or or the Santa Claus 2? I don't... <laughs> Maybe. He, yeah, yeah, I don't know. He, he's, he's been a ton of... He's in a Christmas movie of some sort. I don't mm. know. Fred Claus? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's been since Christmas since I've watched Fred Claus. <laughs> but, uh... No, like, uh... This... This movie has this movie has a lot of good uh, cast members too, mm. including Jane Lynch. Yeah, for a, a small cameo. Yeah, I um, I had to ask myself if that was her. Mm-hmm. I yep. was like, yeah, yeah. I looked it up on well, whenever you watch it on Amazon Prime, it, like if you hover over the screen, it like has a list of the actors. The ex- it's like called X Ray that yeah. it shows you everything. Um, yeah, Julianne Moore, Jane Lynch. Uh, the guy who plays Nichols really isn't anybody super famous, but Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Joey Pet, I'm gonna call him Pantaloons. Huh. I don't know. It's, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> it's like Pantaleano or yeah, something like Pan-Liano. that. Yeah, Pantaleano. Yeah, but he, you know him because he's voiced like thousands of characters. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a pretty. He's in the Matrix actor. too. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah, he's the bad guy in the well, the bad guy in the Matrix. Yeah. He unplugs all of them, I think. Mm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. He's the uh, John Logozamo knockoff. John Logozamo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, yeah, this movie has an all all around great cast. I don't even know who directed this. I have no idea. Mm. We should look it up. We should look it up. <laughs> I'll look that up. Mike is looking it up. No, I, I don't even know who directed this, and I'm like, this movie's one of my favorite movies, and I don't think I've ever watched anything else that this person directed, probably. And that's shocking that you don't know that, no. because you guys are usually And it's probably somebody big, too. Yeah, like, probably. That we wouldn't even, like, think of. Yeah. I forget who does the music. I, I'm really glad that uh, Harrison Ford doesn't do a lot of action in this movie. Like I said, I don't really care for the action in the movie. Like, he really... It, um, works as just being like a, just a, a doctor, detective yeah, he's yeah. basically deckard yeah in this movie honestly and he does a better job than deckard <laughs> yeah obi-wan did a better job than deckard in yeah. attack of the clones uh it was directed by andrew davis never heard of him <laughs> well, let's look at it, what he's done but you know what good job andrew davis <laughs> it's his uh, sole directing credit maybe he did u.s marshals too i don't know oh let me figure out how to read Nah, he probably didn't do U.S. Marshals. U.S. Marshals has a different feel than uh, The Fugitive. One part of the movie that I really enjoyed was uh, after he escaped the second time where he jumps off the spillway and um, he gets he's like hitchhiking on the uh, road and he gets picked up by that girl. Um, it cuts back to the U.S. Marshal's office, and they're like, "Oh, we've got him. He's shacking up with some lady in this area, or whatever." And they're like, "And, and it's like to make you think that they're on uh, his Kimball's yeah, trail again." Yeah. And then it's uh, 
his other escapee that they ended up uh, running into. Yeah. Which that scene was great where they're like acting drunk and then just like as they approach they're, the like, house, the patches yeah, off as the they back approach the house, the they're like yeah. U.S. Marshals on the back. Was funnily enough, I was hoping that in the beginning of the second one when Gerard was in the chicken <laughs> costume, the they would rip the yeah, rip feathers <laughs> off and it would say U.S. Marshals back. on the back. <laughs> I was really hoping that that would happen. Oh my god. <laughs> So, uh, other notable <laughs> movies that he has directed. Jesus Christ. There's not a lot. I really wish that had been the case. Yeah, I mean, that, that sequence is just great it, in it, itself. Is it like a chicken in a t-shirt? Yeah. Like, what if they, like, peeled off the back of the t-shirt <laughs> and it's just U.S. Marshall? <laughs> um, Puts the is, badge, pins it on, like, the chest of the I don't chicken. know if this is a real well-known one. I feel like I've heard people talk about it. Collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Um... And holes, holes. He really holes. Holy shit! Okay. Yeah, that's right. a good movie. Wow. Those are really the only ones that I even know from his. Okay. Well, now we know that he's Andrew... only directed seventeen movies. Oh, so. well, he made his mark. Yeah. I mean, holes that's... in the future. Yeah, those are two great movies. They are two great movies. So, very um... good job, Andrew. We Davis. were speaking. I don't know if we had decided this or not. If the Fugitive was a novel. Because if so, he made two very good adaptations of books. It, the, uh, I feel like it was something Like I said, before. it was a TV series, uh, I believe, in the late 70s. Was, yeah. Did it follow like the same plot, like the whole story? I don't know if it followed because the same plot. The, the reason why I ask this is because it seems like a long amount of time passes in the movie. Mm. Because, like, he... It, it seems like... They they reference a year ago, so obviously it's been at least a year throughout the throughout the course of the film. But like he dyes oh, his hair, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then he like starts going gray. Like is he like no? You, you know why? It's a year ago because this is like since his wife died. Then he did, they did the trial and yeah. everything. So that's like six to eight months. Yeah, and then he's probably on the run for like two or three months, probably. He yeah, probably, they don't really probably just specify. couldn't stop anywhere to get hair dye. So he's just <laughs> yeah, but he was blonde before. Well, he specifically dyes his hair to look different. Yeah, he, yeah. he dyes it black, but right. after like that washes yeah, out or whatever, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like he, he like yeah, goes it goes away pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah, because he shaved his beard and everything. Mm-hmm. He he did great too, like avoiding the cops whenever he's just like walking through and being like, oh, another scene that shows that he's a sympathetic guy is after the corrections officer that was stabbed with a shank. He, like, helps him unload, and he's like, uh, let him know that he has a puncture in his epiglottis area. Mm-hmm. And then the one cop is yeah, like, you like, saw that the... from seeing yeah, his yeah, face? Yeah, like, how the hell could he tell that just by looking at his face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, didn't the guy... Didn't the guy do something, like, where he's like, Ugh! like, he, like, knew yeah, that he, it was He Kimball. started recognizing yeah. him, and then he put he the put oxygen the, like, on him. He put the mask on him, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah, I just seeing if there's any... So information he, about the the old series but there's a newer series too oh uh, like in production or it's come out i think it's already been out oh it's not as good as the movie so what's probably the not. no no there's no there's i was no i was there surprised no that there wasn't a harrison ford cameo in u.s marshals i was expecting him to show up Eh, i mean what would be the point like that the, there's nothing that would have had to like tie him in unless he had a cameo at the very end in the office like where they had wesley snipes Right. Like, that he was working or something like that. Yeah, he, you know? he could have been, like, a medical consultant or something for them. Yeah. 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 
but he probably said no. <laughs> they, they, they probably asked Harrison Ford if he would do a sequel, and he just went no, <laughs> hard no. The uh, the mystery is kind of bizarre though. Like uh, so, Nichols is his friend, and they he hired a former cop to kill him because he was closing in on a drug usage that was destroying people's livers, but it was, like, clearing their arteries and stuff? No. So what happened was they had... Nichols had their boss killed in a car accident. Okay. Because their boss was going to go to the FDA and tell them that Nichols was switching samples because they were trying to push this drug out onto the market because he was lobbying for it and he was about to get a shitload of money. So he was switching samples, and Lentz caught on. So he had Lentz killed. And then when Kimball started to catch on that the samples were being switched to to push the drug out into the market because the side effects were outweighing the actual productivity of it. Once Kimball was on the trail, he hired oh. Sykes to have Kimball See, I, I, I must have been confused. I thought that Lentz was on Nichols' side and that he had just died. No, no, because he even says that to Nichols when he confronts him at the banquet. He says, did you kill Lentz too? Okay. <laughs> so, which, yeah, he, he, which he did. Because after, after Lentz <laughs> died, he had... Yeah, because he, he said Lentz proved, was the only one. Yeah, yeah. He, he said Lentz was that. the only one who knew for a fact that those were being switched. Mm-hmm. So he had to have him killed to cover it up. And then when Kimball started to find out, he sent Sykes to his house, but he wasn't there. Right. And I guess what confused me was that Lentz and Sykes were photographed in that picture. Presumably they were friends. That's what confused me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and they could have been. Yeah. And that, maybe, that was, maybe that was the whole ploy. Like, he hired him because it was easier. Maybe. Because he knew him. He was like, oh, well, this will be easy for you to get away with this, having him killed this way. Yeah. Like, you, like if he's good friends with him, then he knows his routes and everything and, like, where he's going to be driving so he can hire somebody to, just to kill him. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's where that whole thing comes in. He was going to have Richard killed, and then, yeah. Okay. And then Sykes showed up and accidentally, well, didn't accidentally, he just killed his wife because she would have said something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's then, the man he tri- the house. then he tried to kill Kimball and didn't succeed. Yeah. That one part, whenever uh, Sykes kills the cop on the tr- on the L, mm-hmm. and there, and uh, obviously Kimball escapes, and the Chicago PD thinks that Kimball was the one that shot him. It's like even there's though the a dude, dude is literally handcuffed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like literally handcuffed there, and people saw him. <laughs> kill the cop but also, and they're like they think he's a cop killer it's like well any eyewitnesses it's like conflicting reports it's like seriously what's what's hilarious about that is like and then it comes back because the news reporter is talking to them at the end and they're like well kimball said there was a one-armed man now you have a one-armed man in custody yeah like and it's like oh uh they think he, kimball killed the cop and it's like oh but there's some dude handcuffed what does he look like he has one arm yeah, you'd think that like, that would be maybe like... Maybe they're like, oh, maybe he actually didn't do it. And they were already staking him out, yeah. too. So, like, you'd yeah. think that that would be, like... Yeah, but, from then, the but police then he's, is... like, he's like, they already interviewed me before, you know? Yeah. 
you think that from the p- police's perspective that would wrap everything up, but I guess they're just a bunch of morons. Yeah, they are. Like, they are the most incompetent, like, and it just, like I said, it proves time and time again. Like, when they go in to the uh, hotel that they're doing the banquet in, and uh, they're, they're like, standing at the door, and they're like, oh, no, you're not going in there. And they're like, we've got this, this is our turf, and he's like, arrest us, and just, like, pushes through yeah. them. <laughs> so do you think... Uh... People that legit work in Chicago police force. What do you Are think? Are that stupid? What do you What do you think they think when they watch this movie? <laughs> they probably go, oh, "It was us last Tuesday." <laughs> yeah, that's a one armed man on the end. Sean is completely incompetent. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, shit was hilarious. Yeah, and then they're like, <laughs> "What the? They had the helicopter with the sniper yeah. out there too." <laughs> they're just yeah, like he's firing. Like, he's like. Get this copper copter to stop or get out of here. And he's like, why? He's like, I don't want to get shot. Because yeah, I don't want to get shot. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is great in this movie. He is. He is. He, They're both great in this movie. Yeah, he, he and Harrison Ford are like the... I don't know why. He's just such a staple movie. to my childhood. I love well, that I mean, yeah, scene. He's, he's in like everything. Like, he was... I don't know. He, yeah, he was in everything in the 90s. Volcano? Oh my god. I don't know if I've seen oh, that. Oh. <laughs> I'm keeping that one. <laughs> I love the uh, scene in the spillway where he gets uh, Gerald's gun and he's like, I didn't kill my wife. He's like, I don't, I don't care. care. <laughs> I'm only here to catch you because yeah. you're a fugitive. Yeah. You're a convicted felon and I'm here to bring you in. I don't yeah. give a fuck if yeah. you actually and, did and it. And then it, he says that to him when he's talking to him on the phone. He's like, remember what you said to me in the spillway? And he's like, yeah, I don't care. Because I don't. He's like, I'm not trying to solve a puzzle. He's like, I'm here to bring you in. Yeah. But then it's shown that he does care because he is he's stumbling onto the same things that he's stumbling onto the same things after kimball leaves him clues yeah they're just to tip him off they're just trying to basically um figure out his mindset exactly and with doing that they're stumbling upon oh well yeah that doesn't add up and this doesn't add up like where Kimball, like when he called him after he was saying that, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm not trying to solve a puzzle. And he says, well, I am, and I just found a very big piece. And he leaves the phone yeah. off the hook yeah, so true. they can trace it to mm-hmm. Sykes' apartment. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. So, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones comes around and realizes that he's, he's telling the truth. <laughs> he's got a lot of great lines, too. Oh, he just Peter Panned off the edge there. <laughs> Which that and, and then was... the other the other guy, sorry. The other guy's just like, Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just keeps saying that. Like, yeah. That scene was a little like it was an obviously dummy. Oh like yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's like him falling and you're like, ooh, that doesn't look good. And then it cuts like far back and it's like a clear dummy just like falling it's into just, the water. His legs are just like It's like mm, that, <laughs> that could have been done better. It's like the same dummies that they used in Temple of Doom where they just like go like this as they fall <laughs> into the water <laughs> into, down onto the gators below. <laughs> I don't have much else to say. No. Unless uh, you guys do. I mean, are we are we going to talk about U.S. Marshals? Yeah, that's oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, I, that's I mean, what I was saying. I, I was like, I oh, much... we're just tying it. We're not even going to talk about U.S. Marshals. I mean, clearly <laughs> we have more to say about that film. I'm, I think we've covered yeah, pretty we, much we, everything. Oh, yeah. Fugitive. The, fugitive is, the Fugitive is done. Yeah, it's a um, great movie. Yeah. And Newman. Don't let him give Don't let him give you shit about your ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... 
I don't know how long after The Fugitive this movie is supposed to take place. Probably in re- in real time, like yeah. a couple years. But uh, we just like pick back up with the U.S. Marshals team. Would this be considered a, a spinoff? Right? Yeah, I mean it's, it's not a direct sequel. No, it's yeah, yeah. I mean it, this is a Hobbs and Shaw type of yeah, thing. yeah, sure. Pretty much, yeah. But uh, we follow the U.S. Marshals as the main characters in this film. Uh, yeah, that would be the main difference, I guess. Yeah. Because it was about yeah, we're, Richard Yeah, we're on the other side of the coin right. with this. It's, yeah. uh, it, this one is just kind of caught up in circumstance again. Uh, the f- opening scene is them successfully capturing two fugitives, essentially, and they are brought in, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones is told by his superior to deliver them to the penitentiary, and... Uh, it just so happens that, uh, what's his name? Mark Warren, Mark Shaw, uh, Sheridan, Sher- Sheridan are, is on the plane and he is going to be killed by another passenger on the plane. And there, as we Ooh. mentioned earlier, there was a, uh, he, he uh, is, he is a Chinese insurgent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There, there's an accident and he gets swept up in another fugitive case because he recognizes that Mark Warren had escaped and he just brings his team in. Same team from and, the first movie. And they they pick up this pick up the trace which is kind of lame and the one minute's like, well, we got a fugitive. <laughs> You're like, yeah, we have a fugitive. He damn near looked know? at the camera when he said it. I know, it pretty, I liked it. I liked Holding it. Holding back vomit as <laughs> he's like... But, uh, yeah, then uh, the Homeland Security brings in um, Royce, who is played by Robert Downey Jr. None other than RDJ, and not sober RDJ either. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, plants him on his team. We later find out that he's one of the bad guys, which I thought was obvious from the beginning. Like, as soon as he stepped on off the helicopter, I'm like, oh, he's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, just, just the, the way he carried himself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of similar to how it happened in the uh, in the Fugitive, because we're seeing Nichols giving aid to Kimball and mm-hmm. basically going at bat for him multiple times when the U.S. Marshals come to talk to him. He's like, I'm not going to tell you if he came. I mean, except the one time when he basically said, yeah, I saw him earlier today. But he's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. I'll, I'm going to help him out and whatever. And then it turns out that he's the bad guy. You're led to believe that he's like a good friend of his, and yeah. then he's like the bad guy. Yeah. And it's just this one. It's the same plot twist. It's like so obvious to me. Yeah, and uh, I mentioned to Sean there are like a couple scenes, especially at the very end, where RDJ reveals himself as the bad guy, and uh, he's like sitting there like this. Like, you know, like, and he has, like, this crazed look at his eyes. His eyes are completely, like, glassed over. And I'm just like, oh, this is actually just RDJ after a <laughs> bender on set pointing a gun at the director. And they just <laughs> kept the camera going. It's good stuff. Because <laughs> that's when it comes off. Like, and he's, like, meth sweating the entire time like, while they're filming. Yeah, not wanting to jump to the end, but that scene whenever uh, Tommy Lee Jones takes his magazine or his clip... And he just gives his gun back. Like, how did he not know that? Like, he took the it out. Yeah, and he, like, saw him take it out and then put it in his jacket. Like, how did he not remember? It was literally, like, a minute before that. Yeah. Well, because, like, as he was talking to him, they kept cutting back to RDJ, where he was, like, sitting there like this, not making eye contact with him. 
and just like had his head down like talking so like maybe he didn't notice that he took it out and and switched them yeah yeah whatever <laughs> so th- this one is directed by a director that only has three credits huh. um this movie w- this movie uh executive decision never heard of it and uh star trek nemesis Oh my god, this is the same director as Nemesis? Yep. Holy shit. <laughs> Alright. Those his three movies. Huh. Well, good for him. I mean, he, he's... I don't know what the difference... I don't know what an editor does. Obviously, he edits. He's got some pretty crazy editing uh, credits. Uh, 2018's Tomb Raider, uh, Skyfall. Oh, wow. Okay, alright, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good job. Casino Royale. Yeah. So he, oh. he's edited a lot of uh, oh, good so he, movies. He, he did the best of the Daniel Craig Bond films. He so. edited the best of them. All right, cool. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. I What's his name? Stuart Baird. Stuart Baird, huh. Huh. For him. Well, That's... he's got the eye for it. I didn't even realize that uh, Mark Warren was Wesley Snipes until you mentioned it to me. I was like, oh, that guy looks familiar. But I didn't he does, know you. He does no, look weird. I literally didn't know. Well, he was, he was in that goofy Andre 3000 wig for <laughs> half the movie, too. Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. It's Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah. Because Back when he still gave a fuck about movies. Yeah, yeah, because the first joke that I made, I was like, oh, they didn't have to CGI open uh, Wesley Snipes' eyes for it. <laughs> what a douchebag yeah for real <laughs> but yeah he's obviously not as sympathetic a character as richard kimball is no and like it's it's the fact that like richard kimball's just a doctor and you're just oh, like, yeah. okay yeah like i sympathize with this guy because he's just a dude this guy is in with like, yeah, like government like yeah shit and you're just like oh he's like He's in deep with, like, these secrets and all this, like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're already doing shady shit. He's not like, just, like, a guy. No. No, no. And I, I think that's what, I think that's what makes the protagonist of The Fugitive better is because he's a more relatable character. Like, if I'm watching U.S. Marshals, I, I'm still sympathizing with Mark Warren's character, but I'm not... Sector 7, Spec Ops, Marine, like, I'm not gonna relate to to, to that. Yeah, his Black Ops uh, training, and he's a kite, where if yeah. if they uh, they can get cut loose... At any time, yeah. I wonder if the government actually has people like that. Oh, oh I'm sure. Yeah, sorry, you've broken ties. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, you, you slightly messed up? Well, we're gonna just let you, feed you to the dogs. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> time to die, you know. But they made a mistake because he's one of the best, and he escaped. And that was Robert Downey Jr.'s mistake. Yes. Now it's time to correct that mistake. <laughs> uh, I must say, the uh, toilet roll gun was a surprise. They did that on Mythbusters. Oh, did they? Yes. So before I had even watched U.S. Marshals, I watched the Mythbusters on this, where they test. They had like a fuselage of a plane that they had in a junkyard, and they simulated the cabin pressure. And they literally did that. They made the toilet gun to fire, like the toilet pen gun, to fire and hit the window to see if it would actually depressurize the cabin and it would do what it did in the movie. Which I think it almost did. I was going to say, I don't know how much power a ballpoint pen 
firearm could have. Because those, uh, there's thickness on those windows on a plane. Oh, yeah. For the expressed right. reason of not... Well, pressure, yeah, for one. Not depressurizing the fucking cabin. Yeah. But well, that that was crazy. Like Thirty six thousand feet. That scene was crazy. Whenever he sh- he goes to shoot at uh, uh, Mark, and then he just like grabs him and he hits the window, and then he just gets sucked right out of the fucking yeah. plane. So that's why he was trying to kill that Asian guy. Was trying to kill him was yes. because of his ties to the government. Right? Yeah, he was about to crack open that. Well, he was on the run because he was going to crack open that case that they were selling secrets to the Chinese. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. But I don't even think that he was, like, Mark wasn't, right? Because the only reason he was captured was because he got in a car accident in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. He had a completely unrelated job. Yeah, because he was in hiding. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the very beginning of the movie is him uh, making the drop and then things go I inside. guess you could argue that him being killed on the plane would be an excuse so that he could not like leak it correct yes. but like yeah because he... they didn't know where he was at that point and they were like well he's smart enough to just lay low and not draw attention to himself leaking any of that would have draw attention to himself yeah so then when they figured out where he was they're like oh well if he's gonna make a plea deal or some shit we gotta kill him before he says anything mm-hmm. so that i think that was where their motivation was was hey uh Royce, go kill him before he leaks that information that we're selling secrets. So, hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two two government agents selling secrets to the Chinese government. Which, what a weird plot. <laughs> the plot of The Fugitive makes a lot more sense. Oh, oh yeah. I'm framed for killing my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, medical tampering. This is like... Yeah, way out of there. Even today, it's, is... it's kind of difficult to understand. Like, like I literally just. It's yeah. It's. It... I don't know. I, I don't know. It's kind of like. I'm pretty dumb when I watch movies. So. <laughs> well, but, but, but this is kind of like oh, it's like the government. Our government selling secrets to the China. Like half of our guys are selling secrets to the Chinese, and it's like, doesn't that shit just happen? Like. Why would all, you... like all the time like and the same thing with the fugitive like I'm sure there are drugs that are pushed out onto the market which is why we get those infomercials that are like did you take presetnol and it's yeah. like yeah I did and it's like you might die you know like <laughs> shit, shit like that financial you might yeah. you might need money <laughs> yeah but like that shit in the fugitive is like oh they're about to like put this shit out to the public like that shit doesn't really matter them selling the secrets it's like okay whatever like but. They're pushing drugs out onto the market that you might put in your body that is probably going to fuck you up. Yeah. I feel like it's less realistic, too. People, like, selling government secrets to foreign bodies. Like, I'm sure it happens, yeah. but, like, I don't know. It just, it's, it's not, not it's a not, thing that we... Yeah, it's can, not relatable, yeah. like, no. like we had mentioned before. Yeah. No, and, and honestly, it probably doesn't even, like, if they do... There's no way someone's going through that much trouble to have one person killed. Yeah. Like, it's just like, okay, whatever. Like, they're never going to trace it back to us. Like, there's probably so many back channels that they have that they're just like, there's no fucking way they could trace it. Just be like Edward Snowden and hide out in Russia. Yeah, and then you get a movie made about your life that has a stupid song at the end about you. (laughs) There's a song about Edward Snowden at the end? Yes, it is awful. It is like... It's in the same vein... And the ninja rap is not bad, 
but it's like the Venom. Like, and it's about Snowden. It's so dumb. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> the movie's not even that great either. I've never seen it. It's okay. I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, though. Mm. He's, he's really overacting in that movie. Uh, he's he, doing, he does a good impression of him. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, he's doing that stupid voice, and I'm like... That's what he sounds stuff. like. I know, but it's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, every time I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, he's just doing an impression the whole time. <laughs> like, he's know, playing like, him. Yeah, but it's comedic. Like, it comes across as comedic. It's like, not, like an I can't SNL even take impression. It seri- yeah, I can't take it seriously. <laughs> like, they're just, like, sitting there, like, doing an impression of Snowden. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, like, like I work for the NSA. I work for the NSA. Yeah, <laughs> like it sounds nothing like it, but I'm just like, okay, like, like, I get like Christian Bale does an impression of Dick Cheney, but you can still tell it's Christian Bale. He didn't go like full Dick Cheney. Like, <laughs> yeah. There, there's, a, there's a point where you're acting as the person, a, an actual historical figure. And then there's doing a straight-up impression of them, like a cartoon character. And I, yeah. But anyway, off that. <laughs> I'm a, I will say that the action in this movie, you brought it up earlier, this is a lot more action-heavy. Oh, yeah. It's a lot better in this movie. I, I, uh, I prefer the action in this movie. No, yeah, because this is... It's built more around the action. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, yeah everything, everything in this movie revolves around the action. The Fugitive revolves more around the mystery and the drama behind it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it shines over U.S. Marshals. Yeah. But if we're talking about an action perspective, it's U.S. Marshals. Yeah. Because we love get to that. see Sam Gerard getting fist fights with Wesley Snipes. <laughs> I love that opening scene, though, with the chicken, chicken suit. suit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, but I, I love I mean, it. that's worth the price of admission itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to see Tommy Lee Jones run around the chicken. I think suit. it like I was like, what is going on here? And then whenever it like, I was like, oh, it's gonna be like him in a costume. <laughs> and then it like goes to his face, and you just see like this part of his face like in the chicken costume. <laughs> it's just like, oh my or, god. Are there like people getting samples? Yeah, off it's the funny because he's like, and then turning, he just drops it. He's like turning he's around. Like, yeah. He's like spinning out of the way so that people are like have to like walk around him to like grab it. And that woman's just gonna go grab one. And he just goes. Boom, drops, drops it, it takes the, the gun out and just like cocks it back and then takes the yeah that's the best part is he waits to take the like the, the head, head off. off after he like pulls the slide back with his gun and is walking towards like, like oh my god that chicken has a gun <laughs> is that a chicken he's got a gun what will chicken. he do what will he do chicken with a gun cock, cock with a glock what will he do <laughs> I was trying to find that guy that they arrest at the beginning. Because I, I feel like there's a... I don't a, even remember who it was. I feel like there's a reason. They go into his house, mm. and I only pick up on this because I'm a wrestling fan, but dude's watching wrestling. Yeah. That that was one part when you knew it was more, mostly about action and kind of yeah. a lighter tone than The Fugitive because they're, like, brawling with, like, wrestling Oh, on yeah, the, the commentary is, is almost commentating on uh what's actually happening yeah um good old uh tony shivani who currently is on AEW commentary um but i feel like that guy's a wrestler and i I he looks like a wrestler yeah Yeah. he looks almost like mick foley honestly yeah oh yeah that's right yeah he did look a lot like mick foley I just went through the credits. I didn't see anybody, so I don't know. (laughs) No, it definitely was not Mick Foley. Foley. It'd be great if he had pulled out Socko. (laughs) Mr. Socko. 
Oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, now, I was now like, that would have been like uh, an early two thousands like. Yes. Action. This movie was ninety eight, by the way. Yes, yeah. nineteen ninety. No, but but like if it had been Mick Foley and like. He like tried to like stuff a sock into like <laughs> Saint Gerard's mouth to like gag him or something like that would have just been like stupid ass humor where they're like the kids will get it. I think uh, the two best scenes in this movie, I mean the two best action scenes. I'm going to exclude the uh, plane crash scene as an action scene, but mm-hmm. the two best scenes are whenever they're raiding the uh, nursing home, and whenever uh, Sam Gerard and uh, Mark Warren are having the fight in that grain pit. Mm. Those are two great scenes, which obvi- like obviously we know that Robert Downey Jr. is a bad guy at this point because he kills uh, Newman, mm-hmm. uh, but whenever uh, like the. Uh, Sam decides not to kill uh, Mark. He's like, okay, you know, I'll take what uh, Cosmo said to heart. I'm not going to kill him. And then you just, bam, bam, bam. He, like, Robert Downey Jr. is just, like, unloading his fucking pistol into the grain silo. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sam obviously caught on at that point. That's not something you should have done. Well, especially I, with me laying right next to him. Well, and also, like, he shoots he shoots him in the shoulder and then and continues the to Yeah, and continues to fire, and then he's standing there like a crazed madman like this, pointing the empty gun down at him. And like Tommy Lee Jones is like <laughs> Okay. Because like, uh methed out RDJ is just like that was actually just him on meth, just yeah. firing blanks yeah. into the grain <laughs> He ruined all that grain, too. It's all leaked with blood now. It was just sweating, sweating grime before that, but now there's now blood there's all blood. through it. Now you gotta got just burn it all. <laughs> no, yeah. like, I, I feel like I, I said this to Sean, because this was, like, right before RDJ went to jail, dropped off the face of the earth and all that. So I, I was like, I feel like just half these scenes were just him like walking onto set and he's just like, bam, bam, bam. And they're like, oh, Robert, calm down. like Just let him be. It's okay. Because he said, we mentioned the x-ray, uh, the Amazon Prime feature. Hmm. And it was like this, as soon as I started the movie, it's like this huge paragraph, but it's only on it for like, on the screen for like two seconds i went to read it in the the opening sentences robert downey jr did not have an enjoyable time filming this project and i was like oh and i wanted to read more but it disappeared i forgot to look it up to see why that <laughs> and, was and, and he said yeah and he said that to me and i was like oh well, no shit because he wasn't sober it's <laughs> like yeah no wonder he had a bad time on set yeah so this is the last movie he did before he like got i don't clean. know if this is the last yeah. i feel like he did kiss kiss bang bang before or at shortly after. kiss kiss bang bang was whenever he was coming back okay. that was like 2008 oh okay yeah 2007 because okay. iron man was 2008 yeah. iron man was the was. big comeback well that's what I, that's yeah. what everybody no, said because there was about what a 10 year period where he did not okay do, like mm-hmm. anything so this may have been the last movie that okay he did before yeah because it's 98 before so. he got clean huh so yeah yeah i now he's now he's the most recognized uh, leading man in Hollywood. I mean, back then I I didn't know actors like I do now, and I still don't really know a lot of them. But um, like it wasn't until years later, like way after Iron Man, that I I rewatched this and I'm like, 
Oh, that's Shit, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I, when I got the, I got this movie when I was like probably in middle school and watched it, and I was like, oh, this is great. And then after Iron Man and all that came out, I rewatched it and I was like, oh shit, I was like, that's RDJ. I yeah. was like, I had no idea. Like, that was just the villain. Like, I had no idea who RDJ was at yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. He's a good villain. Yeah. I wish that he would do more stuff as a villain. I mean, obviously, we've had ten years of him being Iron Man, so we can say that all we want. He does a bunch of other great stuff, though. Yeah. But, as I was saying earlier, he doesn't... he. Whenever you compare him to Harrison Ford in The Fugitive, he's just not that... Or even Wesley Snipes. Right. They're just like, they don't have the the right... I don't know. They don't play off each other as well right. as uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford did, in yeah. my opinion. No, you're absolutely right. Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford... Like, their chemistry was great. Yeah, their chemistry in The Fugitive wonder if they actually like each other. They're know. both grumpy old men. They're both, <laughs> yeah, they're both extremely stubborn old men. Yeah. So I feel like they get along, but they just don't say it. Yeah. Like, like, like they'd see each other in the grocery store, and they'd be like, Harrison, and he's like, Tommy. And just, like, keep pushing, like, their carts in the opposite direction. And then they're, like, being interviewed somewhere, and they're like, yeah, he's a hell of a guy. Great guy. You know, like... <laughs> That's probably how it is, too. That's probably exactly what it is. That's great. <sighs> we have anything else to say about this? I don't. No. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. All right. You gotta love Andre. Or, uh, yeah, Andre, 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 Andre Three Thousand. <laughs> <That> horrible wig. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like Andre Three Thousand. He does. <laughs> Why did he choose that wig? It's, I don't know. It's very strange. <laughs> oh my god. Who chose that wig? Someone in costume design needs fired. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's nothing more mower inconspicuous than a black guy with straight hair. (laughs) (laughs) Was Outcast even a thing at that point? No. Uh, No. No. Okay, yeah. That's what I thought. I think Miss Jackson was their breakout single. And that was like 2002 or something. Incredible. (laughs) Incredible. No, I don't have anything else to say about U.S. Marshals. Shelly Lee Jones is great in it. And that's about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I say his whole team is Oh yeah, they're just as good. Great. Yeah. yeah. I would they, argue they might that even be funnier the... in the in US Marshall. They are funnier. Younger... It's definitely more of a humor thing. Yeah. I would argue that they're they're the best part of the fugitive. Mm-hmm. Like I think that their team yeah. and like ca- trying to catch uh Kimball, I think they're the best part. I will say this. I always thought that Newman was Judge Reinald. <laughs> When I was like younger, I just thought that that was Judge Ryan. He does look like him. He does, especially in the second one. He looks yeah. way more like him. Yeah. But I always thought that he was Judge Ronald, and then I was like, oh, it's not Judge Ronald. <laughs> yeah, especially the second one. You're right. He looks exactly like him. Yeah. Like right out of uh, Santa Claus too. Yeah. Or Fast Times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'm like thinking about it. And I was like, wait, Fast Times was like 87, 88. I was like, there's no fucking way that that's Judge Ronald. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's give our ratings, shall we? we should. Yeah. We rating the fugitive first. Yes. Okay. Um, What's nine, your pick? You should go nine out okay. of ten. <laughs> almost a almost another case of a perfect movie. Yeah. Yeah. It there's like absolutely nothing wrong with this movie. I, it's a little long, <laughs> but see, but that's and that's why I put it at a, a nine. Because 
you don't I, me personally i don't feel the length no not, not no long. i understand that the movie is long and that's probably why i just drop that down just i think it's here. only two, two hours and ten yeah minutes. two ten two eleven yeah um but no this is perfect writing perfect casting everything about it is great yeah i i'm gonna go eight out of ten um it, I love the movie, but it's it's just not one that I am like, oh, I gotta go back and watch that. Yeah. Like, it's it's almost like every couple of years maybe that I'll watch it. It's not like a, I need to watch this. Oh, I'll watch it anytime it's on. I mean, I or would watch on. it anytime yeah. that it's on, but like like if someone if someone walks in and goes, won't watch the Fugitive, I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> like yes. I, I mean, do. I would have the same reaction. Yeah. I'm just I'm just meaning like. It's just, it's not brought up very often, and I don't know. It should be brought up. Uh, yeah. We should normalize bringing up the future. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll split the difference and say eight and a half out of ten. Okay. Because, yeah, I mean, like I had said, this is the first time I've watched it in full, and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I knew it was good, but just from what I had seen, but I was like, oh wow, this is really good. Yeah. Except the climax where they're fighting on the roof. That was so lame. That's like the worst part of the movie. It I, is, it I, is. I, I, but it's still, it doesn't ruin the movie. No, it doesn't ruin It's believable, movie. though. It's two 45-year-old <laughs> men just, like, bashing it out on a hotel roof. Like, so like, like every time I think about it, I'm like, well, yeah, that's probably just how they'd fight. <laughs> like, they're doctors. They're not professional boxers. Or I think it would have been dumber if, like, Harrison had been, like, throwing, like, you know, flying kicks or some <laughs> shit like that, you know? Fair enough. Doing some Bruce Lee shit. Doing, Doing some, some Vin Diesel shit from Fast Nine. Too old for some Bruce Lee shit. Too old for karate lessons. <laughs> All right, on the U.S. Marshals. Um, eight. Good, but I dock at the whole point for everything that we mentioned that does not live up to it. It's a good action movie. Still has a good team to it and everything. Very fun. Um. Still tight writing, even though it's the story's not really that mysterious or relatable. It's definitely not, yeah, as drama. No, um, but still, overall, a good movie. So, eight out of ten for me. <clears throat> I'm, yeah, I already had it in my head. It's just it's a point lower, so seven out of ten. Same, <laughs> seven and a half out of ten. <laughs> Fair enough. We all just uh, we're, hey, we're at all least we're consistent. Yeah, it's true. We we both have similar. We all have similar opinions of the movie. Yeah, at least correct. Well, there you have it. One, two more recommendations down, and we have another one coming to you from myself. Uh, How many do we have this time? It's only one. Oh, what? Oh, wow. I'm great. What? I'm gracious in how I'll only subject us to one film. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, I'm waiting for this day to come. <laughs> I uh, was thinking about this, and um, we haven't done any sports movies yet. Oh, wow. There's a reason. So, uh, <laughs> my choice, my recommendation for next time is going to be Real Steel, starring Hugh Jackman. I haven't watched that movie since it came out. I've never seen that movie. Yes, it's it's very good. It's uh, it is, it is good. I, I like it a lot. I think I think I caught it on TV once, so I saw like two scenes. But yeah, yeah. All right, guys, thank you for watching and listening. I hope you enjoyed our conversation about the fugitive and U.S. Marshals. If you don't want to be spoiled for real steel before next time, make sure to watch it, comment, and like, 
and subscribe, all that fun stuff, and we will catch you in the next one. Find this man. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs>